truth. XX, Sandy Grammer. It is Murphy in the morning, Katie and Nick. 707 on your Monday. A little sun trying to peek through this morning even right now. I got that going for us. Pretty much just a cloudy day today. And uh, fairly warm, though, so we'll take it. But breezy. So we got that working. All right. We're just minutes away from Wayne Larrabee talking some football here on IXX on a Victory Monday. But first, we've got to try to give away some money. It's time when Northeast Wisconsin gets together to win a game they're not even playing. Murphy in the Morning's $1,000 Minute. W-I-X-X. We take you live to Freedom this morning. That's where Dean is hanging out. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. Dean, his daughter Lila actually signed him up for the contest. She said he is like a trivia savant. Oh, I and love this. A lot of times in the summer when they work together, they play the game together. They listen every morning and try to, you know, do the best. So you said you've gone from, from zero to, have you ever gotten all of them right, Dean? I have a couple of times, but more more often than not, I don't get many right. So I don't know where she's coming up with this, but she's in big trouble, I can tell you that. <laughs> no, no, that's how these things work. It's going to be magical, Dean. <laughs> yes, Look at this is how much faith she has in you. I yes. think this is great. Very confident. Yeah. So very, it could be a very romantic ending, Dean, to this whole thing. Very, very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You can do it. Ten questions. You get all 60 seconds to answer them, no matter how you answer them. So if you get one wrong, keep playing. If you want to say pass, Dean, at any time, you could do that. We'll jump ahead to the next question. As long as you get them all right before the buzzer sounds, you're going to have $1,000. Oh, come on, Dean. Doing all it right. for, Sounds good. Doing it for Lila. Here we go. In oh, you th- do it for Dean. <laughs> okay. <In> three, <laughs> two, one, go. What is the first name of President George Washington's wife? Pass. In what U.S. city do the Ohio, Allegheny, and Monongahela rivers join? Um, oh, uh, pass. Grand Marnier is the liqueur of what flavor? Pass. Who is the oldest member of New Kids on the Block? Oh, pass. What television character was said to be the last known survivor of the planet Melmac? Um, Arf? No. Pass. In what U.S. state would you find the military post Fort Hood? Um, North Carolina? No. Texas? Yes. In Disney's movie The Lion King, what is Simba's father's name? Mufasa. Yes. How many consecutive strikes must you get in order to score a 300 in a standard 10-pin bowling game? Well, yes. Mr. Peanut is the mascot of what American snack food company? Uh, and time. That was brutal. No, you hit a nice stride in the end there. We kind of worked through some stuff. I mean, you might have a better read on yourself than uh, than she does, I guess, is the way I'd put that. Um, oh, my gosh. But, Dean, that's all right. That's I mean, all right. It's fine, Dean. It's fine. Right out of the gate, Katie yeah. derailed you with Martha. Martha Washington. Yes, blame it on me. It's my fault. I will take full. Well, you just had the first question. I continued the um, Thank you for giving me not, not not giving me number two. I oh. would not have been able to pronounce any of those names. Oh, the Ohio. the So the Allegheny and the Monongahela. They combined to form the Ohio River in Pittsburgh. Yes. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, formerly Three Rivers Stadium, which is why they call it that in Pittsburgh. Grand Marnier is the liqueur of orange flavor. It's orange, orange. Wow. Jonathan Knight would be your oldest member of New Kids on the Block, otherwise known as my wife's side piece, Jonathan Knight. Mm-hmm. Wow. The tell- you were close. One consonant off. It's elf, not arf. But Elf <laughs> is the television oh. character said to be the last known survivor of the planet Melmac. Elf. Okay. 
And Planters, Mr. Peanut is the mascot of the Planters Snack Food Company with his little monocle. Ah, where's my monocle? I'm Mr. Peanut. Ah, there you go. Well, Dean, no money, obviously, but we are going to hook you up. Uh, TSO, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Cut it out. Yeah, coming to town November 15th for a couple of shows. And Dean, you are going. We got hey, nice pull there, you. Dean. Really good. Well, I am looking I am looking forward to that. That'll be a great uh, consolation. Thank you. Yeah, well, you a, enjoy that? That's a, a solid yank there. Good mm-hmm. pull. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Have an awesome day in freedom. And hold on for one second, Dino. Finally brought to you by Aston Johnson, Wisconsin Chevy Super Dealers, Instaprint Plus, Gandrude Auto Group, The Pancake Place, Pelkin's Smoky Meat Market, PDQ Car Wash, Simon's Specialty Cheese, and True North Convenience Stores. 101 WIXX, your home for the Packers Radio Network. Time to break down the game with Murphy, Katie, Nick, and the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larrafee. Single back offense, love under center, first and goal. Gip Jones picks his way left side, into the end zone, touchdown! Three-yard touchdown run, Aaron Jones, and it's showtime in the north end zone of Lambeau Field. Wayne, it makes a big difference when a healthy Aaron Jones is on the field for the Green Bay Packers, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know what? His longest play, I believe, was 13 yards, if I'm reading this right. Um, you know, it was a workmanlike day for him. He did a lot of the dirty work inside uh, in the running game. He caught a few passes out of the backfield. But you didn't see the big electric 40-some-yard pass play or run play uh, from Aaron Jones. And it was good to see him doing the dirty work because that lets you know know that he's um, back to 100% health, it seems like. And he continues to climb the Packer record books, right? So he passed, what, Donald Driver and Paul Horning yesterday for touchdowns. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe, what, 63 yeah. uh, career touchdowns awesome. now for Aaron Jones. So, yep. yeah, he's moving up the charts. You can't never, ever, ever, Wayne, not celebrate a victory because it doesn't matter that Matthew Stafford wasn't out there and he could have made, you know, whatever. doesn't matter. It's the National Football League. Nobody makes excuses. And it feels good. I mean, it's like a month and a half. It's like 40-some days. You can't have a winning culture develop without winning. So in order to do it, you need a win. And they got to win. And it's it just feels really good. Yeah, I felt the same way that, you know, to get a win, it didn't matter whether Stafford played or not. The Packers have needed to take care of business and get something, some positive momentum going because they've got a four-game stretch starting in Pittsburgh next week that is uh, really going to be brutal. You know, some great teams, including Kansas City, or I should say Taylor Swift uh, probably coming to Lambeau Field. I don't know if the Chiefs are coming. It doesn't matter. But Taylor Swift is coming from what I understand. And then, you know, you've got before that, you've got Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. You know, the Lions are all stoked up and their fans are front running like crazy. And why not? You know? yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, it's, it's the Chargers are in there in, in Lambeau Field and, and they're a great quarterback. And so there are plenty of challenges ahead. But what you needed to do is get a little momentum going into that stretch. And I think the Packers did. And the beauty of it was a lot of their young guys, their first and second-year players, made plays and made that happen yesterday. And that's what what it's all about this season. You know, and it is going to be a nice test uh, for the Packers, D, because they're seeming like maybe they've been playing fairly good all season long, let's be honest. Uh, But the Chiefs and the Chargers are two teams in particular. We're going to see where that Packer D is uh, because they're pretty solid. Yeah, no question about it. Um, And the Packers' defense has played – Maybe better than most people think. Um, but, again, when you're not winning, um, things happen, and, you know, um, you get you get the kind of a negative glow about you. But uh, <laughs> that was a very good performance, I thought, by the Packers' defense. They lost some people. Um, there were several guys out of the lineup, obviously, before the game began, and then Kenny Clark goes down. And, 
yet people came in and young players stepped up and, you know, Carl Brooks knocked down a pass or two and, um, you know, they're young players on that defense and, and uh, the safety, um, it was, here's Anthony Johnson going in there and, you know, he hadn't played hardly at all in the defense all season. And uh, Jair Alexander, who I thought just played the by far the best game he's played all year, yep. tips that pass on the sidelines, and uh, Johnson was able to make the play by being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and Wayne, take nothing away from the defense. This feels so good. When the offense had to take care of business, they sealed the deal. And I think that's what was so fun about it. You got three out of four drives in which they go down there and score. It would have been nice to get a couple more touchdowns, but two field goals and a TD to just step on the throat. You just We've been begging for the step-on-the-throat drive, no matter what that is, and they found a way to get it done. Yeah, and it took a while. You know, I, I kept looking at that second half. You know, I said, boy, if they get a touchdown here, and then they kind of petered out and settled for a field goal, they get a touchdown here, they could blow this thing open. And it seemed like it was going for three quarters that way, and then finally when the Musgrove touchdown did break it open, and, uh, you know, that was nice to see because, uh, you know, it, it got – the Rams hanging in there about what was it ten to three for what seemed like forever. You figure, oh, it's a one score game, and you know, had Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua gets shakes loose or two two Atwell, and this game could be tied in a you know blink of an eye. But once they got you know the field goal made it a two possession game, and then they got into uh, uh, you know that last drive in the fourth quarter where uh, Musgrave uh, came un- uh, uncovered over the middle. Uh, and he gets his first touchdown. That was nice to see because that really sealed the game. That was such a fun play. That play was great. I mean, I think the entire stadium was faked out. It was just an mm-hmm. awesome play, and and it was sort of the awkward spin. He, he Jordan faked to the left, and then did sort of the backward awkward spin to the right, and it was sold so brilliantly to the right. It was just a beautiful play. It was kind of like it, everybody was so excited to go berserk in that stadium, and that play was just beautiful to watch. You know, it really was. He faked me out, I could tell you that. (laughs) But they had a lot going on. They had that orbit um, motion, you know, where the the, the receiver comes, or running back, if he's flanked out, comes around the offensive backfield. You know that motion? It it really means nothing, and rarely do they throw it that way. But they kind of faked that and gave the defense a lot to think about. And all of a sudden, there's Luke Musgrave all by his lonesome at the 10-yard line. You know, and Jordan Love turned, and like you said, he made a great ball fake. I thought Jordan really played well yesterday. And then just hit Luke right and put it right on him, and boom, before you knew it, before you could say the five, he was in the end zone celebrating. So that was great to see. Um, you know, Luke got his first touchdown catch. Um, Johnson gets his first career interception. Uh, the young guys, it was a celebration of young people out there, and I thought the quarterback was steady throughout the day. And his best, most efficient numbers – 20 of 26, 228, uh, one touchdown, no interceptions. He was sacked four times, and uh, it didn't seem like it because they seemed to be relatively inconsequential. But um, I thought he played really well. You know what? He he didn't play bad against Minnesota. His receivers didn't help him out. The difference yesterday, his receivers went after the football, especially in the second half of that game. I think that made all the difference in the world. Yeah, it seemed like they maybe had a little chat this past week about how to, (laughs) you know. How to treat the ball when it's coming at your way? They definitely made some uh, improvement in that regard. Yeah, I mean, like you know, there's something like uh, along the lines of, "Hey, if you can't catch it, make sure they don't." You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. One of those things. But these are young receivers. These are guys who are just learning how to play 
at this level. And, you know, um, some of that stuff that should be elementary isn't. And you have to go through it and learn it. And it seemed like they took a big step as a receiving core in that direction. 722 WIXX talking football with Wayne. Quick time out. More Wayne coming up on IXX. It's Talkies. Back to talking football on the Murphy in the Morning Show on WIXX. Dylan to the right side of the quarterback glove. Jones in the slot right now. He orbit routes to the left and they fake the pass to Jones. Swing it over the middle. Musgrave 10 the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Excellent ball fake by the quarterback, Jordan Love. He found Musgrave wide open at the 10 into the end zone for the touchdown. It's 19-3 Green Bay. Wayne, it was such a great ball fake that <laughs> that it really messed everybody up, even you a little bit, right? I mean, it was just a weird timing kind of a play. Yeah, it was. It was one of those. It wasn't clean on the call, that's yeah. for sure. And. Uh, <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was a really well-designed play. And that orbit motion I talked about, you know, when Love is out flanked out in the slot, usually he's going to come back in one form or another to the backfield, either to join the quarterback in the shotgun or to orbit around the uh, backfield. And then, you know, there's an option there. You could throw it to him in the flat, or you could, you know, maybe that motion uh, turned something downfield wide open. And it did, and uh, that got Musgrave wide open in the middle of the field for the touchdown. So, But the quarterback also is responsible for making sure you carry out the fake. That was something Rodgers did so well, um, was the ball fakes and carrying them out, whether you whether it needed to be or not. But we always carry that out, and I thought Jordan did a great job faking the pass and, as you mentioned, kind of turning um, in you know, in a delayed fashion, and then finding the tight end right down the middle. You know what's frustrating too? Those those offensive offside calls that they were. It didn't make any sense. Offsides on offense, and when they showed them the replays, there was nobody even close to being offsides. It didn't make any sense. That officiating crew yesterday was something else, huh? Yeah, well, I thought they had trouble just spotting the ball. I I couldn't follow them after a play after they make a call and trying to spot the ball. It was like. They were walking around with their eyes closed or something. But um, somebody told me Sean McVay was really lobbying heavy for offsides at some of those plays. And the officials, I guess, threw him a, a bone or two. But there were seven penalties on the Packers in the first half. Um, and a lot of penalties early. And I thought, oh, gosh, here we go again. You know, the Minnesota game, there were 11 penalties. And that was that equaled the 11 they had earlier in the season in a game. And then, but the yardage last last week was 99 yards, and this week was looking really bad at halftime. But the Packers only had one penalty accepted against them in the second half, and so I think cleaning that up was was really key. But you're right; there were some phantom offsides calls, and I'm sitting here saying, "Wow, what, what's going on?" Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> it was bizarre. <laughs> um, I guess I haven't noticed this per se, but are the players doing the Lambo leap? Have you, are they? Not jumping in? Um, I don't know. Uh, somebody saying, can you ask Wayne why they're not doing Lambo leaps? I guess I haven't. I, uh, I, didn't I haven't seen it as much either. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what, you know, a lot of these guys are scoring touchdowns for the first time and they're not quite sure of the routine. <laughs> Maybe. Sure, That's right? a great call. Well, I also, though, um, the, the Rams, why did they play Duck Duck Goose on a turnover? Did you like see that? Down, yeah. in the end zone. down in the end zone? I was like, you didn't score. Why are we doing Duck Duck Goose you right know, now? I was thinking about that, Wayne. At what point do those 
uh, end zone celebrations become unsportsmanlike yeah. because that was a really, yeah. really long thing that they did. Yes. Yeah, everybody and runs like I said, it wasn't end. even yeah. a scoring play. So right. it, it was totally, I don't know, I thought it was really unnecessary. Yeah, the whole running down yeah. to the end zone after a turnover so thing That is, stuff stems from the uh, COVID when they had the camera in the end zone and, you know, um, that's kind of the celebration the league allowed. I, I think they just continue to allow it. I, you're right, some of it's kind of ridiculous, but... Um, yeah, it's something maybe they'll consider and they'll start thinking about, well, maybe this isn't what we should be doing, but um, unless it's a really big play. But, yeah, it's kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about the Lambeau Leaps now that we're talking about it out loud. I think probably part of the factor is when Detroit is smoking you up and down the field and Minnesota's whooping your rear end. <clears throat> maybe it's not the right time to jump in the stands. Well, I was going to say, it's no, like, no. I did see that. Just hand it over get back right. to the huddle. When yeah. the Rams, again, were celebrating, I'm like, you're not even winning. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this is not. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, wonder, I wonder how much that factors in, maybe. I don't know. Wayne, what do we know about yeah. Pittsburgh? Anything? Yeah, Pittsburgh is... Um, they're still Pittsburgh. The DNA of Pittsburgh is defense, rock-solid defense. They're not playing it this year. The, the numbers don't tell you they have a good defense, but on any given moment, their defense wins games. They shut down the Baltimore Ravens a few weeks ago and literally won the game without their offense. They they um, you know they, they're, they won a rock fight with Tennessee the other night. They're coming off a bye. Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh is um, it's a tough challenge anyway you look at it. Yeah. So. They're a good football team. Uh, Pickett uh, to Pickens, the wide rec- the quarterback to wide receiver, that's a legitimate combination, and, and you've got to watch on that. All right, and you got the great T.J. Watt on the other side, too. So, yeah, let's Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But that's part <laughs> of the defense. T-Y. He should have been ours. He should have been ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Would that have changed everything or what? Oh, <laughs> you think? Yeah. Wayne, have a wonderful week, and uh, we will chat with you next Monday. All right, bud? All right, talk to you later. All right, later, thanks, guys. sir. See appreciate it. Week. That'll do it for Talking Football on IXX. You've been listening IXX. It's Murphy in the morning. Katie, Nick, driving you in rather slowly if you're on 441 this morning. Both directions slow between 41 and college, so be aware of that. Also, 41 southbound just past 441. We got a backup there as well working. So uh, just uh, be aware of that as you approach those areas. Up, updates brought to your friends at the Hurling Clark Law from here on ISX. So speaking of traffic, I'm going to call my husband out for something that happened yesterday. What did he do? And I called it out to him, <clears throat> and I don't think he really cared. I'm just wondering, like, Nick especially, you are someone like this. Murphy, you are too, but Nick especially. Is, is the protective instinct... Mm-hmm. Are you born with it, or does it eventually kick in, and I just gotta wait for it to kick it? I I believe our entire existence would have died out in caveman times had we not been born with a protective innate instinct. I, I think it's in there. Right. How you practice it, I think, may develop over time. For example, if you're fishing with your children. You always believe that if your child were to fall over the side of the boat, you would strip off your yes. clothing, dive in, well, you do whatever. Strip off clothing, like, you just dive you in. Know, but yeah. you know what yeah. I mean, like the dramatic Baywatch yeah. style. I think more often than not, your child falls overboard and you go, grab the oar. <laughs> just grab it. You're good. You can swim. Grab the oar. The water's cold. Grab it. Just grab the oar, buddy. What did, what did he you do? You got it. So, so I do think it's a combination of both. So I went to the Packer game, 
and he, indoors. <laughs> yes, he dropped me off. First of all, traffic wasn't heavy at all. Uh, no, it was not. Coming from Kakana, we were actually we were we both had to drive separate cars, and we were having the debate: do we take forty one or do we take the back roads? And I was like, you know what? If anything, we can take the frontage road. This isn't a big deal. We'll figure it out as we're going. I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah. how badly did it suck for you going home? We because took back roads. The, okay, because I was going to say, all of a sudden, it was cruising yeah. going home, and all of a sudden, you hit De Pere Main Avenue exit, yeah. and it was, right. like, you're going 75, no sweat. Yeah. yeah, Lombardi right on to 41 southbound, northbound was cruising, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it looks like there's a little, that's not a slowdown, everybody stop, three <laughs> lanes. It was nuts, and I felt I thought of you yeah. thinking, oh, you guys, Well, we ended up staying a little later, whatever, but, um, so... So he dropped me off very nicely. He didn't want to. He made it very clear he did not want to drop me off at the Your stadium. husband did not oh, want yes. to drop you off. Right. He didn't want to deal with that traffic. He didn't want to, but yeah. he nicely. I nicely talked him into it. Mm-hmm. So I was meeting friends. He dropped me off so I wouldn't have to park because he was going to my sister's house who lives a few miles from Lambeau. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure out where to drop me off. He's annoyed the entire time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Are you, just, you just can't walk. You can't walk, Kate. You can't walk. Look at all these people walking. Like, oh, as yeah, he started to then appeal to the masses outside the window. Yes. Yeah, there are a lot of people walking. Yes. I mean, to Michael's so, point. Yeah. So we get to Lombardi, and I go, I had to meet some friends on Holmgren. And I go, just take a left here. You'll It'll run straight into Holmgren. Traffic was fine. The, the cops do a great job on mm-hmm. game day it's before wonderful. the game. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as he sees the corner of Holmgren and... Um, or er, Lombardi, I see the stoplight coming up. And I said, hey, and there was a line of like 10 cars turning right mm-hmm. to get onto Holmgren. To go oh, back I got to you. my okay. sisters, okay. he needed to turn left. Okay. Yeah. So again, there was at least 10 cars to turn right. Mm-hmm. I go, hey, you can just drop me off here and then you can just scoot over. You can scoot yeah. over. No. He. Goes into the left-hand lane, has me get out of the car. <laughs> potentially moving traffic is, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exit into the traffic. Yes. <laughs> to one point, I had to stop the cars. Right. So that I, because he was like, get out, get out, get out. Like, and I was like, oh, this, this is what we're doing. I mean, he came just short of kicking you out, the yes. moving car. When, when he could have just gone in the line of 10 cars that were just stationary, right. dropped me off, then safely. Or you could have even... Made the left, got off on the other corner, walked across. Yes, that way, right? yes. Oh no. Yeah, but I mean, then you <laughs> might, yeah, you might have to loop around on that. Right. But still, I was so because I'm just thinking here too. When it comes to his protective nature, Brody and I are the same. He would have done the same. Yeah. For a ten year old child. <laughs> and I was like, you just threw me out into the middle of Packer traffic <laughs> on Oneida and Lombardi. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you grow into that. And, or not. I, and again, don't think I don't think it even phases him. I don't think there's an ounce of this that phases him. Yeah, the nature versus even nurture thinks, debate there yes. is interesting. I don't know. I don't know what he was born with. Because he would even. I think he would defend it. I think he'd be like, "Well, yeah. I mean, she could. She could have walked. She could have walked." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah. It's a hard one because um, yeah, wrong. He might be walking the dog. That's a wrong move. That's a wrong move. And though where he might have been right about walking. Oh. In hindsight, do you feel that that was maybe a bad decision? I, I'm i outside walking the dog. <laughs> All right. 
I missed. Uh, um, I kind of was hearing Kate talking about uh, drop off. But. Are you walking the dog across the grain of traffic? <laughs> yeah, or with the grain of traffic. When you drop me off and you had me cross the traffic. Like in yeah, the intersection, actually. <laughs> you're good. You're a grown woman. Uh, I'm a big target. What are the odds are going to hit you? <laughs> that was brilliantly stated, Michael. Well played. So, in other words, you have no regret about that whole operation? No, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Really? I could have just dropped her off there on the corner and she could have crossed the street with the crosswalk. Yeah, you could have done that, you but you didn't. That. Yeah. You could have. Well, you said something last second, like, oh, you could just drop me off here. Well, I changed lanes to get over to the left. No, no, no. I said it. You could just drop me off here about a half a block away. And you were like, okay. So I thought you were just going to stay in the right lane with the traffic that was slowly moving. And you didn't. You were also, you should also state how you were complaining the entire time about having to drop me off. Well, did he use a directional? Right. And I had to pick you up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the other part. Uh, yeah. Don't forget about yeah. that too. The pickup too. Exactly. Which took longer than drop off. Well, the pickup is a little more. Uh, the pickup was a little more work cut out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- we had a guy three cars in front of us. We were getting annoyed. He kept getting out of his truck. It's like the really? drop off and yes. pickup lane at the we elementary were, school. We were do on not a side. Yes, we were on a side road. And what do you remember? What road that was? Uh, it was right by. No, I'm not sure exactly which road that was. I'd have to look it up. It, we were in a Google residential map. neighborhood, and mm-hmm. he kept, he, we would move, and he kept getting out. Huh. And we were like, st- I was getting mad. Because hmm? I was like, stay in your truck. Like, why are you getting out? Why are you getting out? I You're not helping guys, this. I think one of the guys was sick. Or somebody was sick. I think oh. <laughs> we were driving. We drove past some puke. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, well then, I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to exit there. Yeah. But he kept doing it. Were, were you guys beyond yeah. Lambo? Like, were you beyond yes. Lombardi? Because he picked me up at the shell next to Chuck E. Cheese. and Robbins. Yeah. Somebody oh, right you were down Marley Lane area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I had you guys. Yeah, I I was I had you in a totally different spot. Maybe somebody's okay. blowing chunks in the truck, and he's just like, I got to get out of here. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you were down around Valley View Road and over there, and and then I was getting annoyed too because Michael kept letting people in. Well, well that's, that's very nice. All the people said easy out, so I was like, oh, I could just pull out whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke he must have said every two cars. He'd go, easy out, right? Easy out. <laughs> no, why don't you just when tell me when you're coming? They said easy out, so i just pull out whatever. <laughs> right, yeah, right over the curb. Uh, I did feel bad, though, because we were in a crappy situation. He kept letting people in, and, I, and we were like, no, this is the time we're not. I was like, inch forward. And then I go, well, they don't know that you just let... Three cars right. going yeah. ahead of you, so they think you're a jerk no matter what. Right. Yep, that's why you one. just kind of have to go. Yep. Because everybody thinks everybody's a jerk. Yep. So you're good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, you were in a tough spot over there. Blue yeah. Ridge and Brookwood yes, it was and awful. Valley View. It's yeah, that's, tight, that's tight bottlenecking. Anyway. Yep. yep, absolutely. All right, Bob. Well, listen, we'll let you go. Have a good day. All right. We'll see you guys later. See you, pal. All right, 746-IXX. We're about an hour away, less than an hour away from Pick Your Purse. Get your names in. It's Murphy. IXX, blink. 182. One more time. It is Murphy in the morning, Kitty and Nick. Thank you for waking up with us today. A little sun peeking through right now. We'll take it. It's beautiful. Okay. Beautiful yeah. sunrise. Nice. Gorgeous there. with the clouds yeah, and the rain and the reflecting yeah. off the surfaces. Golden. Even though we had to fall back over the weekend, and it turns out, you know, we hate it. Yep, we Everybody do. Everybody hates it. 
Yep, um, so get off my back. Although it is the less lesser of the evils, is it not? I think spring forward yes, is harder. Yeah, yes. I do agree with that. Yes, yes I 1,000% agree. Because did you not, <clears throat> going to bed last night, it was like, oh, this is nice. I fell asleep about 7.15. Yep, 7.30 in our house. Yeah, I was done. I was wiped. And even my wife said to me, I'm sitting on the couch, and she goes, just go to bed. Yep. I'm like, I'm good. And she goes, you're not. She goes, you're you're tired anyway. She goes, look at you. I know you're tired. It's been a really busy weekend. You got a really busy Monday. And she goes, and you just sat outside for four hours. You hosted the Johnsonville tailgate. She goes, you're tired. Go to bed. And she's like, and it's basically 8.30 in your life right now. And she's like, that's when you go to bed. I'm like, oh. Love you. That was, I know, at 7.30, I said. <laughs> See you later. I said, it's bedtime. And Michael goes, it is 7.30. And I go, but it's 8.30 in my world. And not and me. 8.30 I is you. okay. I watched the end of that stupid football game last night. Oh. I did yeah. not. I, I watched as much as I could. And then I realized in the in the bedroom as I was, and I woke up. And I'm like, wow, what are you doing? Why are you staying awake for a football game you don't care about? Just I go know. to bed. I, well, I know. That's what I said, too, but. Brody insisted he wasn't tired, but the night before he slept over at my sister's and my niece had 10 girls sleep over. Really? For her birthday. Okay. Dude, what? So he did not Why? get to bed until like 2 a.m. Mm. So I said, it is early bedtime. Even though he claimed it was a tired, I think maybe three minutes. But how's this one? So my sister and brother-in-law are very, she's going to get mad at me for telling this story. Okay, well, best to proceed <laughs> yes. then. Yeah. They're very um, cautious on what they let their kids watch. Yeah. So when they come to my house, like I remember we could not show them Jumanji because they weren't 13. It was really? PG-13. Yeah. I found out my kid watched Smile. Okay, what a smile exactly. It is a rated R horror movie. <laughs> oh! Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Real nice, Kim. Boy, but, she had, but she had nothing to do. The girl, they mm. went to bed and the girls mm-hmm. put it on. And according to Brody, it wasn't that scary. Oh, <laughs> was it? No. He's seen worse. Yeah. And so when I found out about it, because Michael goes, guess what? Because Michael and I didn't care. Right. We were laughing, though. And I go, they couldn't even watch Jumanji <laughs> at our house. Ah. And Mike just watched Smile. <laughs> Yeah, this doesn't sound... At a psychiatric ward, therapist Dr. Rose Cotter meets graduate student Laura Weaver, who explains that she has recently witnessed her professor take his own life. Laura claims she's being terrorized by the invisible entity, which appears as various smiling people and has foretold her of her own death. Laura begins screaming and panicking. Rose calls for help. Laura suddenly becomes unnaturally calm and smiles. Only in theaters. I kept asking him, I go, what was it about? And he goes, mental health. Yeah. And I, I, mean, go, that, I yeah. go, that does nothing for me. No. Like, what? <laughs> and you know what? Brody's a duper. So He's he was water? trying to dupe me. Oh, a duper. So I woke up there. I actually went to bed. I didn't have Brody Saturday. Michael and I did it. We had a night to ourselves. I think we were in bed by like 10 o'clock. We actually even had a night out with friends. And I woke up the next morning. Uh, shut up. Sounds like a rager. <laughs> I woke up the next morning. To Whoa, a, slow down, B. To a yeah. message yeah. from Brody saying, good night, mom. I love you at 11 p.m. Really? I think he was totally trying. <clears throat> oh, to, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm like, you are. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought that was weird. I was like, he never texts me. Right. So he totally... Knew what he was going to do, mm-hmm. and he knew he was going to stay up until. And I got videos sent of him throughout the night, and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, these girls are just eating him up. They oh, love sure. him. Yeah. Oh no, I found out from my nephews. They're like, no, they thought he was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> my kid does. Poor guy. Not- he, well, he probably was like a puppy though. Yes. He was so excited to be a part of it. Yes. That he's just going. I saw that that 
that social effect yeah. was taking place in the stands with my son yesterday, who was very aware that he was wearing his Rams fan chain and yeah. Rams gear at Lambeau Field. He was very courteous, very aware of it. Didn't have to tell him that, didn't anything. Going into the game, everybody at the gate thought he was adorable. You know, like, hey, go get him today, kid. Hope you lose, but have a great game. You know, mm-hmm. all the thing. And we're taking all our pictures with He was high-fiving other Rams fans as they would walk by, and they go, hey, hey. And, but keenly aware, the minute we got in the gate, he just sat there. Sat there, Rams chain tucked into the jacket, just like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm in enemy territory. And everybody, our, the fans around us are so great. And so they were joking with him and loving it and letting him stand up and yeah. see it and everything. And here come your Rams, buddy. Get up there. Stand up. But as the game wore on, and it's still 10-3, you know, and like just kind of garbage and there's kind of a chance, then it's bump, 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 and he he go, boo. Pack, <laughs> and then he'd, he'd kind of look around and see what I do, and I look yeah. at him like, "You're on your own, dude." Yeah. I mean, go which for it, but you're yeah. on your own. Which was an oddity when we decided to go go pack go chant while we're trying to make a drive. Yep, and then uh, the then the offense at work comes up, yeah. and you're like, "Well, the guy cued us to cheer." <laughs> I don't know what you want us to do, but it was it was so hysterical by the fourth quarter until it was done. Yeah. Suddenly, then he's up a little bit, and the the chain gets shaken a few times, yeah. and then he looks around at everybody like, "We good? We <laughs> good? We good?" And then go go Rams, and then they they look at him and go, "Whoa, whoa, he's getting some." He was so oh. excited. Stand by, coming up after eight o'clock, we've got our Fister update. Remember, we had okay. the uh, folks were staying at the Fister, which is supposedly the most haunted place in Wisconsin. That's what they say. We've got a report coming up after eight. Hang on. It's the Murphy.